Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchless.com. My name is Nick Polk. Today is May 22nd. And yes... We are going to talk about baseball. Jared Schuster, six innings, one earned run, one hit, one walk, and seven Ks as he returned to the starting rotation for Atlanta. 14 whiffs here, 28% CSW. This was against the Mariners. He earned the gold star as the most surprising start of the game, or the day, I should say. He was 1.7 ticks up on the slider. He was a tick up on the velocity and the fastball. Made over 29 whiffs on that breaker with a 38% CSW, by the way. That's good stuff. There's more polish to be added, I think, from added from Schuster with that slider command. Um, but generally, it was a good outing. I think against a tougher offense, it would have gone worse for him. Uh, it, it's nice, and I, I'm excited to see what happens next. But he gets Philly, and I don't feel like you need to run to the wire to get Jared Schuster now. I know I was really hyped about him in the spring. That was more on him really lining up the inside corner to right-handers. And he didn't do that much with his fastball which is a little annoying. Stayed away from lefties and didn't really jam righties. So not the biggest hype, but maybe it goes well against Philly. If it goes well against Philly, then it's going to be really hard to get Jared Schuster, I would imagine. Framber Valdez went nine innings, zero and runs, four hits, zero walks, and seven Ks against Oakland. And he barely threw the cutter. Uh, he got 22 called strikes on the sinker with 20 balls in play on it. And that's how he did it. He literally went 10 for 28 strikes on the curveball. Like, that's horrible. This is his best pitch. 36% strike rate. Not strikeout rate. Like, what? And he did this because it's a complete game shutout against Oakland. Because Oakland is stupid. Michael Waka had 10 over 30 changeup whips with a 50% CSW on reaches. Six innings, zero earned runs, five hits, one walk, and four Ks against Boston. I wouldn't even say his command overall was amazing. But he executed some very, very good changeups. And they flowed into the zone for strikes a decent amount. He gets the Yankees next. I'm a little hesitant just because I don't think it's the greatest we've seen Michael Waka, but it's worked. I mean, he's only four Ks in six innings. Got a little bit of luck, but it clearly worked. I think that's an okay start. Max Scherzer against the Guardian. Six innings, zero earned runs, three hits, one walk, five Ks. You'd be like, oh no, he's only 92-93 on the fastball. His slider is supposed to flirt with a 30% stri- swing strike rate, not one out of 19 or a 5% clip. But then you realize that, oh right, he had a thumb callus split open after last start, and he was in pain this entire outing. Apparently, he'd be good next start, but man, all the injury things are starting to pile up for Max Scherzer, and it's one of those feelings of, this can't last through the year, right? He's going to hit the IL again, so it feels kind of weird with Max Scherzer right now. We just keep starting him as long as he's on our team and hope for the best. Justin Steele against the Phillies, six innings, zero and runs, four hits, one walk, and six strikeouts. Slider whiffs are back, 7 over 34. Now, not the highest O swing at 33%. We want to see that closer to 40. But good to see 7 whiffs on that slider. Uh, the 4 seamer command was good still. Slider command actually wasn't as great as I want it to be. Um, but it's also a bit of a different breaker. It's tighter and it's a little harder and interesting to see. I'm super glad he did this well against the Phillies and we just keep starting him. 
I feel strange about his second half. I feel like we're going to be talking about that in the offseason. So it might be a still premier sell high. I feel like with every good start, Justin Steele has Justin Steele is going to be more believable to the general market after like two months or so. And then I would be selling high. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Andrew Heaney against Rocky Road did what you're supposed to do by going six shutout innings. But six hits, two walks is not the best of whip. Only five strikeouts. His slider returned just 13% CSW. It's really annoying. Now he gets the Orioles, but hopefully he's good enough there. Tywin Walker against the Cubs. 40% splitter usage worked out. 5.1 innings of zero and runs and two hits, three walks, and three Ks. And as long as he has that splitter getting enough strikes, 60% strikes here, um, he should be fine. But then again... It's Atlanta, and you don't want to do that. And I don't feel like Tywin Walker is someone you need to hold. So, yeah, you can send him back to the wire. Carlos Hernandez opened for Max Castillo, five runs in 4.2 innings, and which is really funny because Kansas City had this bullpen game, and so did the Rays with Jalen Beeks, who then also opened for five runs in 4.2 innings of Cooper Criswell. Kind of hilarious. Okay. They both went two innings as the opener as well. Absurd parallels here. Justin Verlander against the Guardians. Eight innings, one earned run, three hits, zero walks, five Ks. There you go, Mets fans. You don't need a boo anymore. Maybe that's what made him do this. I think you're not going to see a 25% plus strikeout rate from Verlander this year. I feel like his slider is a little bit worse. His fastball is a little bit worse. But it's still going to be really good. And it might not be an ace. It might be a holly at the end of the day. But... Yeah, we're good. You should be happy they hit Verlander now. Shohei Otani, golden goal, 22 whiffs, 39% CSW. Uh, awesome stuff here. We're not worried about the ERA. Uh, Josiah Gray, five innings, one earned run, three hits, six walks, two Ks. What's going on? I don't think that Josiah Gray's arsenal is really that incredible. If he does nail down the command and get into amazing rhythm, sure. But he's actually not getting as many strikes as I thought he was with his slider and his cutter. It's just not quite it. And I'm a little worried um, for the long term here. I don't feel like you need to be holding on to Josiah Gray if there's a really good option. Like, Bobby Miller's out there? Yes, I dropped Josiah Gray for Bobby Miller. Dean Kramer went against the Jays. 5.1 innings, wanted to run 9 hits, 2 walks, and 7 Ks. That whip is destructive. But he gets the Giants next. Uh, I'm sorry, I take that back. He has the Rangers next. I'm not doing that. But maybe the Giants after. as He is getting some more strikeouts. And he's elevating his four-seamer well. James Caprillian... Started for the Athletics against the Astros. Five innings, one run, three hits, four walks, and five Ks. The sinker went four for 12 strikes, which is really what messed them up here. But the four-seamer was actually really good, 38% CSW with that slider. So if he's going four-seamer slider and just kind of, I don't know, doesn't mess up with a sinker, that is, don't throw it or at least get more strikes with it, then maybe Caprillion could be a Toby, as we've seen in the past from him, if he has a good schedule in a couple weeks. Luis Severino returned for the Yankees against the Reds, and we're going to talk about him, Kevin Gosman, Shane Bieber, Lance Lynn, Pablo Lopez, all these others after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? 
You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Severino in Cincy, 4.2 innings, one earned run for its one walk and five Ks, 12 whiffs, 35% CSW, City 96-97, 44% CSW on the changeup. This is all very good. 75 pitches here. You should probably go about mid-80s next time. And Severino is a good, very good, I should say, 12-teamer option moving forward. Corey Kluber against the Padres. I don't really care. You should not be starting Corey Kluber. Kevin Gosman, eight innings, only four Ks, but had a good start against the Orioles. Things are wonderful there, and he feels like one of the sturdy rocks in fantasy at the moment. Shane Bieber against the Mets, eight innings, two earned runs, seven hits, two walks, four Ks. The Heater had a 46% CSW, but the slider just had five whiffs. It's He's not an ace. I mean, he's a holly which is a step above a Toby, essentially. A little bit more strikeouts. But honestly, maybe he's just a Toby at a 20% strikeout rate this year. We'll see. Lance Lynn against Kansas City. Once again, tons of whiffs. 19, 19 of them, 29% CSW, 100 pitches. Six innings, two earned runs, four hits, two walks, and six Ks. That's what's up. And now he gets the Tigers. Let's go, Lance Lynn. The redemption tour is here. Pablo Lopez against the Angels, six innings, two earned runs, five hits, three walks, and nine strikeouts. The whip was bad, I understand. I don't care. Nine Ks is great. He would have had a golden goal if it weren't for Shohei Otani, honestly, on the other side. So, he gets the Jays next, and if Pablo Lopez does well there, he gets Ace is going to Ace tag. Let's go get it. Tanner Bybee against the Mets, six, six innings, two earned runs, but 11 base runners with four walks there, three Ks. The changeup and the curve did not do well. So pretty much was just four-seamer slider, and that's not enough um, from Bybee. That's not why I like him. It's I like him because he has three secondaries that should all get strikes consistently. So I hope we don't see this moving forward. I think Tanner Bybee is going to have a little bit of this. This is generally what happens. Think of it like your love line on your palm uh, when you're doing palm reading. Generally, it's shaky at first and then stables out. That's what will happen with Tanner Bybee. Merrill Kelly against the Pirates. Five innings, two earned runs, three hits, two walks, and four Ks. That's a Toby, baby. George Kirby against the Atlanta Braves, seven innings, three earned runs, six hits, one walk, and six strikeouts. The curve went 17 for 20 strikes and 45% CSW. And the fastball was harder, almost 97 in this one. I wish he had that secondary pitch for a whiff like Kirby's, uh, sorry, that Gilbert has with the splitter now, because then he can legitimately ascend to be like a top 15 pitcher. But even if he's not doing that, we're still really, really happy. I don't think he's going to be an ace. He's going to ace until he has that extra pitch to put away batters. That's not his four-seamer. Freddie Peralta against the Rays. Six innings, three runs, a poor quality start. You want a little bit more, but it's the Rays, and you're not going to really... Uh, you're not going to get too upset about Peralta. The slider and curve found the zone enough. You're fine here. Ruanta Contreras against the Diamondbacks. I don't really care that the fastball is just not good enough. I don't think you should be trusting this. Jack Flaherty, he's a cherry bomb. 4.2 innings, 300 runs, 4 hits, 4 walks, 5 Ks, only 9 whiffs total. I just don't want to deal with this. Um, I really, I feel like at some point he's going to do well, but Jack Flaherty, I just don't want to do it. Hunter Green, 18 whiffs, 38% CSW. As a slider was great. 7 innings, 4 and runs though. 4 hits, 3 walks, 10 Ks. So it's a, it's a dusty donut, right? 1 whip and 10 strikeouts is beautiful. But 4 and runs and you got the loss. So, it might be a slightly elevated ERA because it's sensey. He's going to allow some home runs. 
but the strikeouts are going to be there. The whip is going to be good. And don't just completely write off Hunter Green because of those that ERA and the lack of wins because it's still two out of five are being very productive here for your whip and your strikeouts. And I feel like the ERA should be much better moving forward as he's destined to go on that good stretch now, especially with the slider getting lots of strikes. Alex Wood failed me as a streamer. 4.1 innings, 4 and runs, 6 hits, 0 walks, and 5Ks. But honestly, really good pitch separation. He gets Milwaukee and Pittsburgh next. I'm going to start him there. Clint Kershaw was off, but bereavement list. And I feel bad that his mother passed away. I feel like that was just messing him up. Connor Siebold, absolutely not. Joey Wentz, okay. Not now, not it. You don't want to trust him. He did poorly against the Nationals. Six earned runs in two innings. And Jesus Lazardo is my latest. Guys, this is a TR going to going to turn around. Five innings, six earned runs, six hits, one walk, eight strikeouts. 45% CSW on the breaker with 10 out of 40 whiffs. The changeup wasn't as good as uh, we wanted results-wise, but honestly, it was generally well-spotted. Same with the four-seamer. really like his four-seamer command these days. And I know that I can come across at times as just being blind and just yelling at the clouds, being like, this guy is better, and everyone's like yelling at me back, being like, his ERA is terrible, his whip isn't good. Like, how could you possibly feel this way? Um, but there's certain times where it's just like, well, all right, he, the results haven't been there, but trust the process. And considering that both his slider and his changeup are sub-20% hard contact rate, and yet their BAMPs are super high, like, you know this isn't going to stick around as it is. They're both twenty sub-20% BABIP. Uh, sorry, sub-20th percentile BABIP, that changeup and slider, which is just wrong based on their sub-20% hard contact. So, Higgins' Lazardo should be much better. I'm buying low here. Um... Yeah, I know this isn't just because I have that thing with fast, which is really funny to me. Uh, buying low on Jesus Lazardo. All right, uh, looking forward to today and tomorrow's games. Uh, today, we have Luis Castillo, Zach Wheeler, Christian Javier, Corbin Burns in the auto start, Billy Ober, Chris Bassett, Charlie Morden, Brady Singer, Jordan Montgomery. As the obvious probable starts here, even Montgomery inside of Cincy and Brady Singer gets the Tigers. But Michael Lorenzen against the Royals and Dane Dunning at Pittsburgh are also... Uh, in that probable start tier, because they're Tobies who get good matchups. Questionable start tier is Edward Cabrera and Brandon Williamson. Uh, Cabrera's inside of Coors, and Brandon Williamson was in Coors, looked all right with his cutter. Guess the Cardinals, who I know are heating up, this is why it's questionable, but this could work. Do not start tier. Uh, Tanner Houck, Luis Ortiz, Hunter Gaddis. Don't really want to chase any of this, especially the matchups of Ortiz and Houck. Jesse Schultons against the Cleveland Guardians. Like, who is that? He's replacing Mike Clevenger. Don't want to do it. Just, it's just too much. Sean Manai gets an opener against the Twins. with baby, that works, but no thank you. Chase Anderson's in course, hosting Miami. Kyle Muller. Gavin Stone getting Atlanta. Just the whole thing is like, no. Jaime Berea against the Red Sox. Josh Fleming with an opener against the Jays. Tommy Henry against the Phillies. I don't want to do any of this. Um, in the looking at tomorrow's games, I should say Garrett Cole, Spencer Strider, Sonny Gray, Nathan Evaldi, Hugh Darvish, Dylan Cease, and Eduardo Rodriguez all in that top tier. Cease and Rodriguez did not do well or haven't really. Eduardo Rodriguez's last start wasn't good. Cease has been very volatile, but both are really good matchups for them with the Guardians for Cease and Rodriguez for the Royals. Probable start tier Logan Allen against the White Sox seems good to me. JP France against the Brewers seems good to me. That's the stream pick of the day. Alex Cobb against the Twins should be fine. And Drew Smiley's really executing the Blake Snell blueprint well with that good curveball gets the Mets, who have been not that terrifying as of late. All probable starts for me there. Questionable start, too. You could argue that Marco Gonzalez could be a probable start against Oakland. I'm not going to push him all the way there because I don't think the ceiling is that high. 
But this is a this is one of those starts where you say, yes, Marco Gonzalez, I'm cool with this. Kodai Senga could be his better self against the Cubs, but he's a cherry bomb. So you put him here. Same with Ashcraft against the Cardinals. Yuri Perez is in Coors, which is unfortunate because I love Yuri Perez, but it's Coors. Mackenzie Gore is volatile with this stuff, and but so is the Padres offense. So questionable start here. Taj Bradley, I dig him, but it's the Jays, and I have less faith in him right now than I do Yuri Perez. Brandon Bayo, Brian Bayo, I should say, I apologize against the Angels. I don't trust that he's going to get 12 fastball whiffs again, so he's in the questionable start here. Bobby Miller makes his MLB debut. I don't start guys in their MLB debuts, especially against Atlanta. So questionable start here for Bobby Miller, but maybe it is so impressive and we love it. Obviously, spec ad here, you should be grabbing him in old leagues. Kyle Bradish, Jose Brios, and um, Luis Medina close this out. Medina is in the uh, is against the Mariners. He's done two straight poor quality starts. His three run runs in six innings. Maybe that could work if you're in a quality start league. While Bradish and Brios, to me, are just cherry bombs. I just don't want to go for it. In the do not start here, Griffin Canning doesn't have a high enough ceiling against Boston. Ryan Nelson isn't executing with his breaking balls. Adam Wainwright, no thank you. Dylan, Dylan, sorry, Daniel Lynch. He's got the Lynn in Lynch. Against the Tigers, he's making his season debut. I mean, don't risk that. Rich Hill gets the Rangers, no thank you. Gomber's hosting the Marlins, no thanks. Colin Ray and Connor Brogdon. That is it for tomorrow's games. That is it for this podcast. I'll be live streaming the list around 2 o'clock, let's say. Probably 1.30 today, p.m. Eastern time. So definitely tune in for that. But that is it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock. And may your babbits be low and your strikeouts high.